It's the internet. You're busy. Let's do this. Welcome to the Game Speak Besides podcast. There's He's Penny. Ruining it immediately. Immediately there with the Penny. Oh, well, I can I can beat that out of the uh, the audio version. The video version, everyone will get Penny. They'll love it. Welcome to the Game Speak Besides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Is it safe? Okay, he's she's quiet. It's Mike. It's me. It's it's Mike. Minotti. Hooray! She's she's quiet. She's, calm. Right. <laughs> she's just so excited about Star Wars. She wants to go. Oh to yeah, which is strange because she's a you know didn't see it and is a dog. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, hey, apparently Carrie, Carrie Fisher's dog got all worked up when she heard her heard the, the Carrie Fisher's voice in the movie. So uh, it can happen. Maybe your dog's a huge Carrie Fisher fan. Isn't that cute? It's very depressing, actually. It makes me no, sad. Oh, it's cute. Oh, come okay. on. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I thought we yeah. understand death. Don't worry. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna get into some uh, news, to some games we've been playing. It's gonna be a really quick episode because we're doing some game of the year recordings. We want to get back to that. We don't want to take up too much time. We, with we this. can only stand so much of each other, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to end at some point, Mike. It has to end. I know how it ends. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before we do all that, I guess I want to tell you a few things. Do I, did I delete all this stuff? I feel like I don't see what I normally say in here. Oh no, there it is. Yeah. Okay. There's my script. We're killing it, Jeff. Yeah. We're on top of things. <laughs> this is a good episode. Should... <laughs> I love it. I love and, it. And that does it for the Game Street Decides podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, forever. Bye. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Good conclusion. Uh, there should be an explosion here. All right, get more from me and Mike at GameSpeed.com. If you like the podcast, uh, you can uh, subscribe and you know rate it. Google Play, Stitcher, email, GamesPlusPodcast.com, Twitter, at GameSpeed, at GBDecides. And yeah, that's yeah, that's all that stuff. So Mike, let's just get into this stuff. So what have you been playing? Uh, I may have been playing Hearthstone quite a bit because the new expansion came out. Uh, I, don't I don't care know. about that. <laughs> I know you. But you should this time because you could just play the dungeon runs for free, right? No, I, I you don't have to spend I, I, any money. You're right. I, I think when I when I travel, when I get on the plane to go home for the holidays, I will install it on something and play it probably a little bit. We'll go. see. We'll see. Um, I don't. So yeah, you're still playing. I think we talked about this last time we talked. It's it's still mostly single player that you're playing. Uh yeah. I've only been really dabbling with the. Uh, with the actual multiplayer stuff. And whenever I do, I play like this kind of spell hunter deck where the whole point of the deck is you don't actually have any minions in it, which seems like it would be awful, but kind of is working out all right. Uh, so, yeah, but like, I don't really know too much about what the meta is like right now. Something that, that I haven't played that. Well, uh, well go ahead. I was going to say, does anybody, like, are, are a lot of people playing the single player and staying away from the, the head to head? No, I think that a lot of people are playing the multiplayer because it, it is pretty fun. Uh, the only downside is that it really, really doesn't have any like in-game rewards. If you beat it with all nine classes, which is a bit of a feat, you get a right. special card back. And, oh, okay. uh, that's up that yeah, that's about it. So yeah, nothing uh, nothing nothing too crazy there. So uh, beyond this, what else have you been kind of getting into? Have you found time for for other things? I I, uh, I got into Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice a bit because yes, yeah, um, this is one I've been playing a little bit as well. What, what like what are you thinking about it? I think I think a lot of things that people kind of echoed, I, and I wonder, I, I, like I get those things now, where it's this really beautiful game, it's this really intriguing game, real interesting game, where a lot of the mechanics are kind of uh, so-so. Right, take them or leave them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's nothing, uh, nothing bad with any of it. So this is like like the sword fighting is very basic kind of counter 
sword fight, right? Dodge, counter, like, look at the obvious tells and get out of the way kind of stuff. The puzzles, uh, I, I think I'm about a third way through the game. The puzzles very rudimentary. They, they're kind of yeah. repeated a lot. I, I think, uh, like, the, the combat uh, is fine. It's inoffensive to me. Um, and, I, you know, I have a good time doing those counters. That's whatever. It, the puzzles got to the point where they're, they're boring me. And I almost, I, I think I put down the game and I was like, okay, I get what this game is. It's it, that is really cool what it is, uh, but I'm just not going to keep going through these puzzles. It's just it's just not for me right now, uh, and I don't think I'm going to play it anymore. Um, that's not to say I don't think it's a good game. There's some stuff there. It's just I don't know. I don't want to yeah. go through those motions over and over. That, that is the weird thing. It's like I'm not sure if I'm going to to finish it. Like I'm not sure how motivated I am to to do that. Because like I almost kind of feel like I kind of get the idea. I mean, the coolest thing about the game is all the voices in your head, and especially if you're playing with headphones. That is a really neat, like, kind of effect, but uh, I'm not sure if that's enough where I, like, need to get through this one to the end. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm just like, yeah, I, I get it. I'll put it down. Um, uh, uh, Reigns, Her Majesty, is that one you've been playing as well? Because that's one I still haven't picked up, but I keep thinking about it. What's it called? Oh, wait, okay, never mind. I'm looking at an, uh, an old list. This must be Stephanie's Games. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds like a Stephanie game. Yeah. Okay. What is it yeah. called again? Reigns, Her Majesty. You, were you not? You, you probably weren't on that episode. It's the new Reigns. It's the new like Tinder game where you like swipe left and right, but it's about uh, the queen this time. <laughs> Never mind. You suck, Mike. Okay. Uh, okay. Fu- I don't know. I guess that it's sounds a, funny. Oh no, it's a good game for sure. I I, I like the original Reigns. The new one is just like much more focused. Uh, we talked about it last week when you weren't on, and now I'm remembering all, right, but, all of that. Hey, no, you know what I did do that was incredibly important is I beat Mega Man Three without dying. Yeah. So like, what like. What even prompted you to go play that in the middle of this this week? Did you just need to get away from all the other games from 2017? Um, so what happened was it, I was having a bit of a stressful day, uh, and I was saying, and my friends were coming over in a bit, and uh, I was just sitting on my couch, and I, I was like, "All right, they're going to be here like half an hour. What can I just play to kill some time?" And I went on my Xbox One X library, and my Xbox One X is it's new. I haven't put all my games on there yet, and the Mega Man Legacy Collection was one of them. Uh, Mega Man Three is my favorite game of all time. I, I play it a lot. Right. And I've been trying to beat it without dying for a bit. And usually when I do that, you like sit down, you make a few attempts of it, whatever. It's kind of been a bit. So I, that wasn't my intention when I started. It's like, I'll just play some of Mega Man 3 while I wait for my friends to come over. And like, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going through this and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. My friends come over. I'm like halfway through like, yeah, do you guys mind if I just kind of keep at this until I die? <laughs> like, oh yeah, sure. And yeah, I was just like getting there and uh, I was like, I was kind of at this point where I was past all the real art, but so like, oh my god, this is actually going to happen for me. Uh, and the kind of funny thing about this is, I, I've had this bottle of Dom Perignon uh, <laughs> in my possession for a long time. It's like the 1994 vintage or something. Or when 92. did you? When did you get it? Well, it's my dad. My dad doesn't drink, so at some point when I moved, he just said, "You take all the alcohol." I was like, "Oh, okay." And this was just in there because he, he doesn't care. He doesn't really know what it is. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll take this, I guess. Uh, so I've had it for, for, for a while. And I was always just kind of waiting for some, some, some occasion to drink it. And it was kind of getting to the point where it was it, it, it had peaked. So if I held on to it too long, it was just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? No, beating Mega Man 3 without dying, that is a <laughs> enough occasion. So yeah, the like threats just, oh, it was so great. So I'm, I'm glad you had your friends there to like toast with you. That's that's at least something. Yeah, it would have been a bit sadder if I just did it by myself. But. Oh yeah, Mike, <laughs> it, Mike, it would have been really sad had you done it by yourself. I'm <laughs> glad that wasn't the case. That's, that's I really like that though. That's a good story. Um uh, you, you, before this, you said like you like would try 
to beat Mega Man without Mega Man three without dying. What was that like? I know you said you like would do like a couple of tries here and there, but were you like actively trying like every week or what? There was a period of time where I would almost every night maybe give it a, a, a bit of an attempt here or there. Like I said, it, I hadn't done it really in kind of a while. Um, you know, it was one of those things where I'm sure if I like just dedicated a day to it, maybe I would. Uh, but it, again, it's just like, uh, it's not happening. I would, I would, you know, or whatever. But yeah, it just, it all came together this time. Man. Yeah, that's that's pretty good stuff. So now you got to beat it without getting hit. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you need some of those damage boosts. Well, like the one thing that helps in Mega Man Three is it's why the first half of the game is actually a lot harder than the second half. I think it's because there's a point where the game becomes very generous with the E tanks, mm-hmm. and like a lot of times, like kind of early on, like you kind of have to get used to just like knowing like it's okay to use those E tanks because sometimes I'll be like I can't use them here. I n- never once did I have a run end because I ran out of E-Tanks. Right. Yeah. It's always like, I didn't use the E-Tank because I was scared or something stupid. Yeah, so getting over that hump was probably the big challenge there, yeah. Um, any other thing? Any other games? Because uh, I got a couple if you want. Me to let's, hear what, let's hear what you've been up to, Jeff. Have, I, I've been touching uh, on that Goragoa, which is that new Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive uh, yeah. game. Um, I, I Maybe I played like the first half an hour. I just wanted to like get an idea of what it was the other night. Um. And I, I mean, I guess the simplest explanation is it's like this like visual systems game where you have four panels and you have these tiles of like these image tiles that you move around these these four panels. And depending on how you like layer them on top of one another or how you arrange them in these tiles, they can do different things. And there'll be like a, it'll be like a picture of a boy and the boy will be holding something here. here well, actually, here's a good example. There will be like a bowl. And the boy could go pick up the bowl. Like you click on the bowl, the boy will go pick it up. And that's one of the tiles. And he's holding this bowl. And then in another one, there's like a, this like tree, this like tree branch and another one with like a bird sitting in a branch. And if you arrange them in the right, in the right order, uh, like the one with the, the one, with the tree has an apple in it. If you arrange them in the right order, the bird will hit the apple and the apple will fall down into the boy's bowl. And then you have the apple and you can use that to complete a like sort of larger puzzle, uh, that you're trying to collect pieces for. Um, and there's like other sections where you're where you'll have like a window or a door and depending like you can take the door from one of these tiles layer it over another image and it creates a new door and the boy can go from one spot to another. Uh, so it's, you know, non-Euclidean geometry, things like that. Non-Euclidean. Um, yeah, non-Euclidean. Uh, there's a there's a there's a five dollar word. Yeah, it's it's not like non-Newtonian fluid, which is like when you put cornstarch in wa- water and it becomes like a solid if you hit it hard enough, which is a very fun thing to do if you have never tried that. But I have not. You should. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, this is. I don't know. It's very cool. It's very neat. I could see why um, it's getting so much buzz, and I'm gonna be playing through it here pretty soon once I get a little bit more time. You know what is one more thing I've been playing that we probably should talk Please. about is the is the uh, Destiny Two expansion, Curse of Osiris. Yeah. Well, what are your we, thoughts? Uh, it, Destiny Two, man, De- Destiny in general is just this really interesting thing, right? Because they want to make this AAA high end looking first person shooter, but but have it be an MMO. And I feel like they've always struggled with this problem of it's hard to produce enough content of that quality to kind of keep an like an MMO style, like, of play activity. Up. Right. And it's why there's kind of a lot of repeated things. They're kind of doing a, a lot of same things. Like, like at the end of the day, the expansion, it, it just doesn't quite 
add enough stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, it like seemed like it came up real fast behind the release of the game. So I'm like, how big could it be? And it turns out doesn't seem like it's that big. But that's like the conundrum because like you're you're absolutely right. It's like yeah, that's like real fast for an expansion. But at the same time, it was like oh, the game definitely needed an expansion. Cause oh yeah, you already did everything. It, it more so than even this one. I'm thinking like, when does the next quote unquote expansion come out? Because I already like see the end of like doing everything in this one. And it's been out, what, a couple weeks, you know? What, does the next one come out in what, May? I don't what the know, heck yeah. do you do till then? And then after that, what's what's next? So, yeah, th- there is just this bizarre problem of, of Destiny where I feel like they can... It's just impossible to imagine them making enough content for it, right? Because, you know, a World of Warcraft or Lies MMOs can make a lot of content because, you know, it's not as high-end. It's, it's probably much easier to make a World of Warcraft oh, yeah. dungeon or a lot cheaper anyways, than it is to make a strike for Destiny 2. So, yeah. yeah I, I, the thing, and again, I like Destiny 2. I play it all the time. Uh, I, play, I play a lot. It's a fun game to play with my friends. The shooting always feels uh, a really cool. Uh, it's a very pretty game. But yeah, it, this co- the content problem is always going to be its biggest issue. Like a lot of other controversies kind of rise up here or there, like their XP thing. But at the end of the day, it's going to be them kind of racing to try to make as much content as possible. Yeah, it seems, um, I don't know, it's it's such a weird thing, because I remember Luke Smith, the director on the game, talking about it before it was coming out, and he very explicitly said in a few places, like, it's going to be the game that you play for a few weeks with your friends, and you max out, and you do the raid, and then you put it on the shelf for a while, and then you come back to it when we have new content, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a really good thing, but I didn't realize it's like, oh, no, but they're not going to be thinking about the players that do want to be playing every single day. Um, and, and, and I think even the people that do want to put it on the shelf, I think they want to know that there's still more stuff to do if they happen to want to go back. Like there's going to be even just a few new things to touch on every once in a while. Uh, and yeah, it just doesn't seem like there is at the same time you're still playing. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a weird that's thing. kind of the thing about it. It's like, it, I always feel bad because it's like, I right. want to talk about this too. I'm like, this is what's bad about it. But you know, every single week I'm playing it. So right. You know. It's just, it's just in a weird position. It's just such a weird thing. I think that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, complication there. Um, I haven't been playing too much else. I, you know, I played through Edith Finch uh, to kind of, you know, round out my game of the year stuff. I, it's a game I, I think I like. Um, I, I, I like moments of it way more than I like it as a whole. I think um, my problems are just like my big problem is when you're walking through the world, it's always giving you voiceover, and that voiceover always appears as text in the world. And so you're always reading the text, and you're not really noticing the world. And I. I and so it kind of feels like it's dragging you along and you're not is, really taking anything in. Is, is this the kind of game uh, one might uh, call a, a walking simulator? Yes, it's a walking simulator with um, basically the, the structure is this girl goes to her old home uh, to explore uh, and basically tell the story of her family, uh, the Finch family, and how all of the people on this family tree have tragically died because of the curse of the Finch family. What's the game that that's like? Because there was a game that was like that, right? Yeah, I think so. The, the, the difference here is uh, as you go into each one of these short stories about these individual characters, they are all broken up into different segments where they're flashbacks with different gameplay mechanics. Um, I, I, you know, The standout one, this is something we talked about on, on Game of the Year, is the one where you're working in the cannery and it, it shows this guy who, you know, he's forced to smoke 
you know, quit smoking pot. Uh, and so he just kind of gets into this routine where he's very bored at work and he starts imagining stuff while he's still chopping off heads off fish over and over. And you're doing that with the left stick and you're creating this imaginary world with the right stick and walking through it. And you're doing both at the same time. And that's definitely like the standout moment of the game by far. Uh, some of the other moments I'm like, ah, I don't, I kind of, even, most of them I don't even remember. Um, there's one where you're a big like octopus thing or you're a cat and you're jumping through the trees and those moments don't work quite as well. I'm just like, okay, uh, this still just feels like I am, I'm being led down this, this corridor with these words kind of getting thrown at me. Um, you know, it's not bad writing. It's so it's like, at least, at least it has that going for it. Uh, I, I guess I don't want to be too hard on it. I, I liked it. I just, uh, like, as I was playing it, I'm thinking, oh, is this going to go on my top 10 list, which is a very weird way to be playing a game, I realized. And I'm like, no, I don't. I wouldn't feel good about that. Although, that moment in the cannery, very good. Last thing for me, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds coming out very soon, 1.0. Um, I guess I'd be, I played the Xbox version, too. I could talk about a little bit about that. Um, 1.0 on PC. It's on the test server at the desert map. Uh, that desert map is, is phenomenal. It is... It is like kind of insane. I, I'll, I'll say one thing that this uh, that they did that was really smart that PUBG Core, the developer, did really smart earlier in the year. Uh, they were on this weekly and monthly schedule for updates. They're like doing small updates weekly, huge updates monthly, and then they stopped. They're like, hey, actually, we're going to back off on this. Don't worry, the game's still coming out this year, but we're going to back off this schedule a little bit. And I think what they did is they started like hoarding all of their updates and just kind of saying no. All this stuff needs to go in 1.0 so that when we make that conversion from early access to full retail, it feels like a leap forward. And I think they're there. I think they really nailed it. A big part of that is just like the user interface looks a lot slicker now. Um, uh, all the uh, menu items and the stuff giving you information about the world is a lot clearer, easier to read. Uh, that makes a big difference. But this map, um, it's just... It's just so good because it's so different. It's got these wide open desert areas and then these really dense urban environments, uh, and it's really hilly and it's a uh, kind of it's you know this Mexican setting, this South American setting almost, um, uh, like a border town sort of thing. Uh, and so it's kind of like got all these uh, cool billboards and stuff to give it a lot of flavor. And I'm just I'm really enjoying kind of being in a, a situation in this game where I'm I now fully understand uh, what it is to play PUBG. But I'm in a place that I, it's completely unfamiliar. I have no idea where I should be going or how I should be approaching certain areas, which is a very different situation to be in, you know, after spending months on that map. Um, the Xbox One version, uh, eh, it's very, it's, it's, it's crappy, I mean, but it still works. Uh, the frame rate is rough. Um, playing on Xbox One X, it definitely got into the teens a, a few times, you know, 15 frames per second wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Most of the time early in a match, it got down, it was like 20 to 24 frames per second. Once you get into the, like the middle of the fight and uh, some of the play other players start dying off after that first wave and you, you know, there's like 80 players left and people are spread out and the CPU doesn't have to make all these like calls because you're falling from the sky. It could see like way off in the distance. Uh, it starts going, it, it, it can hit a solid 30. Um, and it's a little bit hard still to aim at 30 frames per second, but it's not impossible. And I was having a pretty good time and I was getting plenty of kills. Um, I think a big reason for that is just, I'm playing against people who don't understand PUBG yet. Um, <laughs> you're bullying. You're exactly. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, uh, that was a good time. And you're, and you're reveling it cause you're a jerk. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was very, it was very, very good. I, I recommend it. Um, <laughs> I I'll say that the game is selling. 
Uh, oh, we yeah. Probably, we could talk about that. You know, that could probably just take us into news. Um, why don't we just do that right now? Um, yeah, so uh, it is on Xbox One, Xbox One X. It performs poorly on both. Uh, but it sold a million copies in 48 hours, which is a lot. It's a lot, but almost like not too unexpected, right? Right. In a weird way, just because of like, I mean, this has been that kind of game this year, right? I, th- I think there's a small question like, oh, okay, well, now it's going on a platform where Fortnite is free and has been out for a while. So is it going to do the same thing on console? I'm like, yeah, it probably will. And then, yeah, okay, it did. But I think there was some question for some people, but uh, it's just too much of a hit on Twitch and YouTube to not have yeah. had this kind of level of success all over again. Um but yeah, Microsoft also announced that they're going to make it free with anyone who purchases a, purchases an Xbox One X between now and the end of the year. Got to oh, drive me. up those Xbox One X holiday sales, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll help. Um, I guess we could. Can't hurt. Yeah, I guess we could touch on the MPDs real quick right there. Uh, the Xbox made the most money in terms of hardware sales, but PlayStation Four sold more units. So you could see those five hundred dollar Xbox One X sales probably helping there. Um, Nintendo Switch, I think, came in third. Uh, uh, not not too surprising, I think, just because um, Sony and Microsoft had huge price cuts, and my, my Nintendo was still three hundred dollars. So, um, and then uh, <laughs> the top selling game was Call of Duty World War Two, and it, that's one it ju- thing. But <laughs> it's selling uh, like in, like in, at an insane level. Uh, apparently, it's like something like sixty percent faster sales than the last game, um, and it is also the fastest selling one since Black Ops 2. So you could see like since Black Ops 2, you could yeah, there was definitely a decline since then. That feels like the peak of the series in terms of its popularity. And now it seems to be spiking right back up to that level. Um I we'll see if they could sustain this. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of the question, right? Like is this all just because like this is that one time they're able to go back to right. uh to the World War 2 thing and have all that interest. Uh yeah, it's like it's weird, right? Cuz I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But it's it, they're still like that for me. Like, like are these yeah. people tired of Call of Duty? Even <laughs> like, even if they go back to like the setting, you're like you're, you're still that interested in it. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, my my time of being interested in Call of Duty is just so far gone. It's just bizarre to me that the game could come out in November and still like immediately be the best selling game of the year. Like in a month, more people bought this game than will ever buy uh, Breath of the Wild or. Wolfenstein 2 or you know and, and, and I, I get it but I also don't like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's a, a good point like in a month it, it, it already became the best selling game of the last 12 months um, which is just an insane thing to do uh, a, a game that didn't do that that came out in November Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh, was the number two best selling game in the United States according to the MPD um, but it's not like if you look at the top-selling games of 2017 so far, it didn't crack into the top 10 anywhere there, which is, uh, I think, maybe a bit concer- disconcerting if you're EA because Battlefield or Battlefront 1 finished number four as the top seller for the MPD uh, for 2015. And you would think if it's going to kind of re-reach that level with this game, it would have to already be in the top 10 with only one month left. Yeah, that, it is... <sighs> It's interesting, right? Because a lot of times you're like, "Oh, these this whatever internet controversy won't affect sales." I think that this one's affecting sales. I think so. I I, I think that it was affecting sales, but I also think, uh, and I, that's going to be the narrative for sure. Uh, I would I would say that I had I had heard that pre-orders were down sixty percent, like, and that was in October. 
uh, long before most of this uh, hubbub around the microtransactions really bubbled up to you know reach the mainstream. Um, so I, I think maybe a lot of it was still to do with people feeling burned by the first one. Uh, I feel like, oh, it's not enough content and I have to buy a bunch of DLC and not really realizing that it changed this time around and just playing a wait and see sort of thing. Um, I think negativity just kind of like me personally, like I liked Battlefront when even the people were kind mm-hmm. of whatever. I kind of enjoyed the beta fine, but you know, and I have a copy of this game, but it's just like, it's so easy not to play I, it. I associate it with, yeah, these kind of negative things now. And I'm like, eh, right. I don't know. It gives you an excuse to skip it, which uh, I think people, people don't need a huge reason to not spend $60. Like you don't, ha- you don't have to give people a lot to like convince them like, Oh man, this is something I don't need to spend money on this thing. They'll, they'll take that leap if you give them the chance. And uh, I think that's what happened here. Um, let's see a couple, just a couple other stories and then we'll wrap up cause we really should. Um, Crytek, creator of the CryEngine, is suing, suing Cloud Imperium Games, uh, who is making the Star Citizen, uh, because Star Citizen was using CryEngine, and then they switched over to Amazon Lumberyard, which does use CryEngine as well, but it's not through Crytek anymore. Uh, it, it's a whole thing. Um, I, I, it's kind of a, a, a whole weird mess, uh, is how I just I would describe like it. it. Yeah, and I, I don't really know how that would go forward, uh, but Crytek is suing for breach of contract. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. Crytek probably needs the money. They are, well, they always need the money. They always seem to be in some dire strait or another. Um, and then Nintendo switch 10 million units sold worldwide so far. in like the last nine months, um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I think well-deserved for the way that they've uh, supported that system so far with software. Um, and it's just been a good system. I don't think there's anything else, Mike. Why don't we go? Let's wrap this up and get onto our game of the year podcast so we can go enjoy our weekends. Uh, does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. So that brings us to the end. Uh, Mike, tell everybody where they can find you on this year internet. I am a uh, Tolkoto at Twitter. And I also do the exploding barrel podcast with my brother every week. And that's at ebpodcast.com. And I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter. And on YouTube, I'm youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. I am youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Yes, you are. <laughs> and then uh, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb, where, where I'll occasionally stream games and do the PUBG family dinner. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. Catch us next week. In about two weeks, for the last week of the year, uh, we'll be putting up all these Game of the Year podcasts. Keep an eye out for that. We'll announce our stuff, I think, maybe the last Friday uh, before New Year's Eve. So check that out as well. Uh, Yeah, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.